They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Good evening, Agnes and Billy. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. Let me smell your little piggy cunt. Hey, come on, man. Don't... <laughs> Why are you saying that? That's not... That's is gross. That the... Is that not the phrase? Is that not what I'm supposed to say? Is that not what you people want? That's what you want. That's what uh, T.C. Livy sent us a message on Patreon. He... We are covering Black Christmas 1974, and he said, quote, Really looking forward to hearing the boys, the boys quote lines like, I'll stick my tongue up your pretty pussy and let me lick your pretty piggy cunt. So I've always, <laughs> shied, a, I've always shied away from saying that word on the show, so I wanted to really hit you with it in the first one minute of the show. Palate cleanser. Get it out now, of did the you, way. Now, did you say piggy or pink? Piggy. It's is, piggy. Is that, it yeah. is piggy? It is piggy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I looked it up too. I was like, that can't be it. But on the IMDb quotes, that is also on there. So. But you're not even saying it right. It's let me let me lick your pretty piggy cunt. Like, uh, guess you gotta like whine it out. Yeah, I hope that this is the episode that people play for their kids around Christmas. Like, oh, a new they're coming to get you dropped. <laughs> If if you if you know that there's a new one, you know better than to play it around your family. I know, <laughs> unless you're a cool dad. Also, speaking of pretty piggy, I'm kidding. That'd be terrible. <laughs> That'd be terrible to transition into thanking a new patron, uh, a new yeah. patron subscriber, wouldn't it? That do you think that was uh, Kermit the Frog on the end of that phone? <laughs> Kermit the Frog here, let me smell your pretty piggy cunt. <laughs> He's trying to reach Miss Piggy. <laughs> I do want to shout out a new Patreon subscriber. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's Denise. She subscribed at the Nut and Run tier. So thank you so much, Denise, for giving us your $5. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, if you are a member of our Patreon, uh, of course, you get a sticker, uh, $5 mm-hmm. or above, I mail you a sticker. And then also you get to help choose episodes and vote for episodes that we cover on the podcast. So, Denise, thank you so much for that. And then also a little bit of housekeeping before we get into Black Christmas 1974. Um, last week, I famously went on the record and said, Ray Park, who played the who did the stunts for the Headless Horseman in mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow, you said, I think he got canceled or there was a controversy. And I said, I don't know what he did, but I stand with him. I uh-huh. stand. And, I, and I, I got nervous after the episode aired. I was like, what did he do? And you said, you think you know what he did? Yeah. But uh, what I found out was he didn't say anything shitty, but he did accidentally or somebody shared a photo of him on Instagram getting that dick sucked. Was it a, a photo or a video? It's a video. Which, nice. Which for Let's research, play it right now. <laughs> which for research purposes, I did look up, and I did not expect his dick to be double-bladed. <laughs> Just like Darth Maul? <laughs> Just like Darth Maul, yes. Huh. Uh, but that's what he did. Apparently, there was like a revenge porn thing or whatever, but him getting his knob slobbed made it to the internet, and uh, that's why he's not Darth Maul anymore. Well, is there another? is there a chance to even be Darth Maul? Because... Uh, I mean, this is a spoiler, but he got cut in half. Uh, actually, <laughs> Brent, you only know the movies. Uh, oh, Darth Maul, I'm sorry. Darth Maul actually survived that. Uh, he got robot legs. No, he didn't. He did. He's not he, Frieza. He did. He got robot legs, and he's on like the Clone Wars. He's on Rebels. He showed up in the Han Solo movie in a cameo. He survived that, Brent. Jesus, do you, do you even Star Wars, bruh? Yeah, I saw the Han Solo movie, and I don't remember that. So. Yeah, he shows he shows up at the end as, as a hologram. Oh, uh, okay. He with robot legs. With robot legs. I just yes, with the robot legs. Like your pretty little robot legs. Oh uh, yes. So Ray Park, I fully support you getting uh, your DSest. So what if, what if what if he uploaded that? You can't have revenge porn. Uh, I heard he got hacked. So, yeah, that's what they say. That's what they said. I don't know. Listen. You know what? When you get hacked, you, you uh, upload a video of you having sex with somebody. Yes, from, from your private phone. Yeah, listen. It's murky. I'm just saying I support fellatio, yeah. which 
transitions right back into Black <laughs> Christmas 90s. You see that transition, baby? You see that? That's smooth, baby. You should be on uh, mm. dr- afternoon drive time. That's as smooth as Darth Maul's balls. And, and that's also why he can't play the headless horse anymore, because he got <laughs> he did get some head. <laughs> oh, you R- stupid. Ray, we're going to have to let you go. We saw the video. <laughs> you got head, my friend. You got head, my brother. You got it. All right, my man. You're my man. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Black Christmas 1974. Now, this movie, we are watching the 1974 version. It was remade in 2006 and remade in 2019. Um, one of our patrons, I believe it was Aaron, actually said that she prefers the she actually prefers the 2006 version, which I I thought I was going to watch all three of them, and yeah. then I didn't. So yeah, I have. We always have high hopes, or I do. I'm like, I'll check out the other thing, and I'll hit Gavin with something he didn't know, and then I don't. I haven't seen the two newer ones, uh, and I I but then. I chose to rewatch this one, and I yeah. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate, hate myself for that. I don't hate it. I this movie I watched it for the first time probably maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if, if it was pre or post pandemic, but I remember watching it with with my good friend Kevin Roach. He came over and we watched it for the first time together because neither of us had seen it. And I remember being like, "This is a real proto slasher." This was right. This is before Halloween. It was mm-hmm. right after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So slashers weren't a thing yet. And this is a tried and true slasher. And this, rewatching it even, it made me incredibly uncomfortable. This is, for me, probably one of the scariest slashers that I've ever seen because it's so raw, it's so vulgar, it's so uncut. It really bothered me. It's. I think the th- thing that's really effective about this, at least for me, was those like first-person point of view, beginning. He like climbs through the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are we calling the killer? Billy? Is yeah, that what name, we're calling him? Billy. Yes. Uh, not to be confused with Billy from uh, as Jigsaw. Yeah, or Billy from or Billy Loomis from. Uh, oh yeah, from Scream. A lot of Billies. A lot of killer Billies out there. <laughs> But that just the the first person point of view. That's maybe if I'm misremembering a movie I watched two days ago, but kind of tilted and not directly like like somebody's holding the camera a little bit off. Yes. You get the breathing with it. You get the I don't know. It's just I think this movie is really effective. Yeah, and I believe I think it's because it's so raw, and it is a lot more progressive than I remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's a whole abortion subplot in a 1974 movie what is happening and it's Uh, not even like it's progressive like yes margot kidder's character wants an abortion it's like they're they're even just addressing that issue like yes we'll we'll stab some people and choke them out and with any manner of way to kill them but rarely does a a movie also even address abortion Mm -hmm. it's It's, you know It's actually Olivia Hussey's character, Jess, who wants the abortion. Uh, Margot Kidder plays Barb. Oh, she's the drunk. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I Listen, I, I got your back. I didn't want the comments. I didn't want to lose the Patreon subscribers mm-hmm. uh, because of that. Uh, somebody messaged me on Instagram or Twitter the other day and said that uh, Sleepy Hollow is in New York, and they actually grew up near Sleepy Hollow. Just oh, to, shit. So, yeah, people... Whenever I mess up on the podcast or something, I always hear about it because I yeah. respond to people. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I, I do appreciate everybody who like comments or messages me. But I'm like, come on, man, Brent, get something wrong, uh-huh. my man. Get something um, wrong. Actually. That's why I'm like, Darth Maul has robot legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and the other thing that's effective in this uh, was the music because producer wife was watching with me. In the same room, and she like was a music major. She switched to to teaching eventually, but like uh, the, you get like the I was like, what is that sound? It's very unsettling. And she was like, I think it's like the bass keys of a piano, mm. or it's ve- and you get that throughout the whole movie, and it's just not doesn't make you feel good, you know? Yeah, it's almost like. When people put like low, like a barely audible tone underneath everything that makes you just uneasy for some reason. Like there's a certain sound. 
yeah, there's just certain sounds that people yes. hear and they're like, I don't, don't, I do not like that sound at all. Please get it away from me. So yeah, you can see you talk about like the weird angle, the the point of view stuff. You see all of the architecture for future slasher movies. Halloween opening with the POV, Evil mm-hmm. Dead doing that, and just like the heavy breathing and low angles, different noises, and much like Halloween, like you said, the, the music and the sound makes this so just unsettling. Mm-hmm. And we, we get something that'll be like a trope, and somebody will will say this just as a horror movie joke, but the call is coming with from within the house. Yeah, because it's based on that old urban legend of mm-hmm. the babysitter who is uh, somebody threatening the kids, like the call to coming from inside the house. That this time, I am a little bit. It's, it's like in Home Alone when he he's like, I'm calling the police. He's like from a treehouse, from a treehouse. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it's, it's like, does Billy have a separate landline in the attic? I, you know, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief because I I think it's the the house mum. Mm. Her phone, you know, okay. she's she's an older lady. She wants her own her own life. So, of course, she's not going to have the same phone line as all these other women in the house, you know? Yeah. For all the for all the sex in each other. For all, yeah, the- all the she has a bottle of booze hidden in the phone. Yeah, there is there is some humor in this. Like it's called Black Christmas, but there is some humor, mostly with the house mother who is just. Mrs. Mac, just the crazy house mom who's got booze in the toilet, which I, mm-hmm. that is when you know you gotta hide the booze. When, when you're drinking it out the back of the tank of the old toilet. But that is where the clean water is, though. Is that? Is that true? Yeah, the clean water comes from the back of the tank. Yes, I've I have seen one, but the but okay. is it is it like a dog's mouth where it's actually the back of the toilet is actually the cleanest part of the cleanest water in your entire house. I mean, when I say clean, I mean relative to the part where you put the piss. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know how clean that is, but it's the cleaner water. Like yeah. that's what when you you do the thing called the upper decker, which I've never done, but you take a poop in the tank. <laughs> so then when you flush, the poop water comes out of the toilet. Yeah, you know, that's a party trick. <laughs> Let me ask you this: one on one in a fight, what wins, an upper decker or waffle stomping? What's a waffle stomp? You don't know what a waffle stomp is? Uh, maybe I do, but you should tell the listener and yeah. me. Okay, listen. Let me educate you. A waffle stomp is when you poop in the shower and then stomp the poop down the drain. <laughs> it's called a waffle why stomp. Why would anybody do that? I don't know. I mean, why Why not? But have it, you... Is that why when you say to my house the, the drain <laughs> was clogged? You heard me river dancing in the shower. Yeah. I was like, pay no mind. Pay no mind. Just Is that that away. Irish guy dancing in my shower? <laughs> well, if you don't want me to waffle stomp and dance, don't have Irish spring. That's what I'm saying. I, I am Irish. Yeah. And I like to I like the smell. <laughs> I, yes. I, I think a waffle stomp is cool when it's not my house. <laughs> it, it just sounds it, it just has a cool name too, waffle stomp. It, it it almost sounds like a sex move. Like I, hey, last night I gave Gavin a, the old waffle stomp. <laughs> and he, as soon as he was finished, he was out like a light. <laughs> or it sounds like curb stomp or something like that. Like one of those moves. Yeah. Bite the waffle. Bite the waffle. Yeah, bite the. Hey, I'll bite the waffle. <laughs> uh, but there is a speaking. Uh, but yeah, you've got the the booze in the back of the tank. You also have. She's got it in a book. <laughs> She got it She's up. got it like in the she washes her mouth out with the booze like it's mouthwash. Yeah. And then she spits it out. Mm-hmm. Like I think it would be kind of annoying to live with her because you're just looking for just a book and you're like, no, this is the one that has the booze in it. I'm trying to find a phone book. I'm trying to find a number. Yeah, yeah there's hey, uh quick, get the fire extinguisher. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bottle of booze in the fire extinguisher. <laughs> this is just a bottle of jack. <laughs> <laughs> it made the- it worse. It's alcohol <laughs> everywhere. Put it on the fire. See what happens. <laughs> uh, 
I do think that, what do you think about the cast of this? Because it's all- I think they're great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, once again, much like The Descent, it's another- Female-centric movie. Uh, Clam fest. (laughs) I was going to say how progressive and how feminist we are, but you're right. It is nothing but broads from here to there. Uh, I was syncing up just watching this movie. (laughs) No, it's great. I mean, it's a a fun setting for a movie. Uh, I like most of the characters, uh, I guess, except for Margot Kidder, the drunk. Yeah, who's real angry. Yeah, clearly angry. Um, yeah, I I had no problems with, with the cast. And the, you even get the the boyfriend who, of course, is a little pushy with wanting to have this kid and change his life and her life just because of this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's the heel of yeah. the movie. Uh, not to mention Billy, the you know the guy who's killing everybody. <laughs> but this man who who wants to refuse to give a woman the right to choose, I think he's the real villain. I I think well, besides the guy that kills everybody, but yes, the yeah. Uh, I think when you take away a woman's choice, that's the real villain. Yeah, this the you know this podcast is too woke for me, Gavin. <laughs> I'm just really trying to. I'm trying to uh, virtue signal. Like, I know Billy's killing people, but man, Roe v. That, Wade, am I right? Is that why you're broadcasting from a Planned Parenthood right now? <laughs> uh, you know they do more than abortions. They do provide feminine care products. <laughs> they also provide contraception at no cost to you and uh, do a lot of... Um, one time when I... Um, when I, I've actually been to a Planned Parenthood before. Because... Oh, yeah, what but bad thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was there to blow it up. Uh, oh, and then yeah. I, and then, I, then I thought Yeah, different. you were uh, attacking the women walking in. <laughs> I was throwing paint on them and trying. I was <laughs> like they're to, wearing fur coats. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretending to walk them in and then be like, actually, there's other options. Uh, yeah. no, I, I took them to, to the crisis pregnancy center. Now you're going to have it and we're not going to help afterwards. Yeah, I went to a Planned Parenthood because after I lost my, my virginity last week. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really nervous, uh, but I, I hooked up with a girl and it was like a girlfriend. Or, but then I got really nervous about it. So I went and got after having one sexual partner that mm-hmm. I used protection with. I went to get an HIV test and it's kind of scary, even though I knew there's a low chance that I had it. They still like go through like, hey, go ahead. We're going to swab your cheek and then, then you wait. And then they call you in the room and they go, have a seat. Um, and Chris then Hansen they, comes out. And... <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and then they let you. Then, then there's like a a real pregnant pause, uh, if you will. Nine and... months they held this pause. <laughs> Nine months they held me, and then they go, "You're you're negative." And I go, "Okay, cool. That that's what I wanted." Like, do you have any questions? I go, "Nope, I'm good." So yeah. you tested positive for being a nerd. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, but go get tested. Go uh, go yeah. do that. That's absolutely. Fine. That's part of get tested, Simber. So yeah, I'm I'm actually getting a Q-tip up my urethra right now. Just, uh, but that's just what you like. You're not that yeah, that's for what... medical purposes. <laughs> no, uh, not at uh, all. Let's talk about the phone calls because I forgot how vulgar they are. We already talked about pretty pink piggy. Suck my juicy cock. <laughs> Why do you sound like Urkel when you say it? Did I do that? Oh, no. Yeah, he's just like, big, fat, juicy cock, sucker, sucker, yes. And you're like, oh, my God. Who's calling Louis C.K.? <laughs> who who played Billy uh, uh, Believe it or not, uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you... He's like, stay on the line. Because who whoever did uh, did a, a pretty good job of just a string of wow, you know, just a string, just a stringer of profanities. Yeah, who, who did play Billy? I, I'm not seeing Billy on the cast list. I don't. I I need to know who this person is. Yeah, I just they have like people from the search party, but they don't have Billy. Yeah, uh, cab driver prowler. Oh, Bob Clark is the phone voice. 
Albert, uh, well, yeah, Albert J. Dunk was Billy uncredited. They were both uncredited. They uncredited Billy. Well, do you know you know who Bob Clark is, right, Gavin? Who's Bob Clark? He's the director. He directed uh, this. He directed Porky's, and he directed Black Christmas. And he or, also uh, a Christmas story is what I meant. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at that a Christmas when is is that what a Christmas story is about? Is when he goes, and then he let out the swear words. Is he saying all the things that Billy's? Is that for Christmas? Your freaking, freaking pretty pink cunt. For your freaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, God. I think he, he says, oh, fudge. And then he says a string of C words. <laughs> uh, these phone calls, though, they are upsetting. And they stay on the line for a long time. A lot. Well, you got to keep them on when you got the the thing tapped or whatever. Backtrace. Everybody who's ever seen a movie knows you got to keep them on the phone. You got to keep on the phone. Just just keep them talking. And then right when you think you've got enough time, they go. Uh, he hung up right before we we got him. We didn't get mm-hmm. it. Now, d- did I rewatch this movie wrong? Who who is Billy? Is this like an escaped person? I don't know. Because for a while, I always thought it was like an escape mental patient that got in the house. But then rewatching it, I don't remember anybody saying that during the movie. Maybe it's like I just made it up in my head. Maybe he's just a person. I think he's just a person, maybe, right? Okay. Like, this is our podcast. Uh, thank you for thank you for watching. Let me see. I'm going to Wikipedia real fast. Uh, Billy. He's got his name's on there. 15. Uh, time. Uh, a POV shot. He's just. Do, do they say anything? Yeah, because I like it better when there's no explanation. You know. Well, we know he may not have been an escaped convict or from a mental hospital because he didn't drive to the house. You know, somebody must have been giving him lessons. <laughs> That's how you know they've been a. But yeah, it looks like um, it doesn't say. If anybody wants to correct me, go ahead at Gavin Horror on Twitter. Actually, le- I'm Billy. Um, it was <laughs> me. Uh, can I get your phone number for one second? I would like. Yeah. I just got. I came into a large sum of money. If you send me fifty dollars in iTunes gift cards, I can release it to you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your car's extended cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Why is it extended? Why is it extended? <laughs> Uh, I'd be like, well, tell me more about this. Tell me more. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, does it have a floor? A pelvic floor. <laughs> pelvic floor. Pelvic floor. <laughs> uh, unhinged. This podcast often described as unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Billy. So you, they're getting the calls. Um, it is Barb, played by Margot Kidder, who, all, who answers the phone and becomes very antagonistic and tries to fight Billy. And tries to just be really rude to him and be like, blow it out your ass. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not scared. And then he drops like, I'll, I'll kill you. And you're like, oh, that's, oh, shit. that's not yeah. fun anymore. That's not fun. And yeah, we, we talked about showers and bathrooms. He does kill one of the characters. Uh, is that, is, is it Claire that he kills? Or is it the one that the, the dad comes and is looking for? Yeah, Claire Harrison is the one who is killed um, in she gets suffocated by the shower curtain. And I don't know if we've talked about it, but anytime you get we may have talked about it on the Terrifier episode, maybe um, a long time ago. Anytime somebody gets like anytime anyone is suffocated with plastic, it's mm-hmm. it's just so visceral for some reason. Well, it's like we all we all probably been a kid who put a bag on our head and our parents were like, oh, don't do that. You know, yeah, like, don't do that. One thing I, I've always thought about, if you're being suffocated with a bag, why can't you just like poke your fingers in your own mouth and like get to the plastic? Because well, kids aren't smart. They you're already right. put the bag. <laughs> now, in my put- head, this wasn't a shower curtain. It's always been like one of those plastic bags that you get with dry cleaning. Oh, is it? Or a did drug- they say it was a shower curtain? Well, I no, I think because he jumps a, out of that wardrobe closet thing. I was right. it was like one of those bags. It is, a, it is a plastic bag. I think that did she take a shower right before that happened? No, I'd remember it if she did. <laughs> I think she got out of the shower, and that's maybe that's why I'm thinking of the shower. Yeah, but 
uh, the, the dry cleaning bag, and she becomes kind of like a Halloween decoration throughout this movie after she gets suffocated. It's She's like certain covers of this movie, she, her big plastic head is on the top of the th- like it cuts to her head a lot in this movie and it's very unsettling to see like a bag over like a, a face just just kind of like mouth open agape yeah looking eyes into open. nothing eyes yeah. open no pennies on the eyes the ferryman can't take her to the river down the river sticks yeah no- face down ass up <laughs> that's the way we like to plastic <laughs> but yeah what a like a, a weird just jumps out of the closet and just like it's and it's brutal, but not because like you, you got to choke somebody with plastic, but it's not like you're beating their head or anything, you know, it's still I don't it, it's that's one of those kills like a strangulation that that it's really up close and very personal. It's mm-hmm. a very personal kill when you strangle somebody or suffocate them with, with plastic or so I've heard. Yeah, so you've heard. So you told me. <laughs> So, so I've heard when I call you on the phone in my little voice. Yeah, I did <laughs> it again. They're so dirty. I'm like, Gavin, I, I see. Yeah, I got your number in my phone so I can see <laughs> who this is. They're so dirty. <laughs> star 69. Too uh, much starch. I, I want to give Billy some credit because he crawls down out, out of the attic and then he manages to... He manages to pull her up into the attic. That seems that's like some strength. That seems like it. That's Michael Myers lowering himself and with one arm in Halloween H two O. That is a lot of work to just hang out up there in the attic. And I want to go ahead and address this now because Mr. Harrison, which is Claire's dad, is supposed to meet her for lunch. He's walking around campus. He's asking like random strangers, like, "Do you know my daughter?" And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, how big is this campus? Because if you yeah, go to it, any campus you've ever been on, it's, it's like, there's a, there's 10,000 people at any given point. Yeah. Do you know my, do you, do you know my daughter, Claire? Oh yeah, Claire. I know Claire. I think we have econ together. One of those, uh, mandatory yeah. classes. Um, and, and like, what a sad ending for, for his daughter, but n- and him as well, where they're they're searching, and as far as I know, they never find her body. No, and and, and that's one thing that bothers me is that they didn't check the entire house. I think that'd be the first place they look. So even the, I know this movie is a certified slash uh, slastic slashic classic uh-huh. whatever slasher classic, and I still want us to be like. Why is nobody going up into the attic to look? You're you're sending a search party out into the dark to try to find your daughter. Why mm-hmm. is nobody going in the attic in this house you live in? It's like every true crime thing you've ever watched where you're like, this is the worst police work I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is pretty shoddy. They're not even testing the DNA fibers. They're not searching for hair. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just shoddy work. Turn, turn nobody dipped their pinky in a baggie of white powder and then said... Oh, this is rowdy powder. Nobody did any of that. <laughs> is it rowdy powder? I've never heard of cocaine called rowdy powder. Yeah, that's what I call it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve coming up. But it's like one of those things where at least, at least if they found her dead body, they know that she's dead. It's you. There's th- hundreds of true crime things where they never even find anything, and I'm like. And eventually they're just declared dead. Mm-hmm. But there's that small sliver of hope that at that point, I don't even think I'd want. I just want to know that they're dead so I'd have some kind of peace. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Do you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries? Yes, and I got scared from, the, the <laughs> was it Robert Stack's voice or whatever his name is? I, I think so. Well, they, they rebooted it for Netflix. There have been some good ones on there. But every at the end of every episode... I get pissed because there's no conclusion. And I know going in, it's unsolved mm-hmm. mysteries, but I always want to know, well, what happened? What is the yeah. follow-up? Yeah, and, and it's like with those old ones, too, sometimes it, it would be like the ghost ones, and I would just shit my pants with fear. <laughs> and then waffle stomp it down the drain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a flying J uh, shower. <laughs> 
I like that in this scenario, you're a kid and your dad or your mom is like, oh, he's watching Unsolved Mysteries. We better take him to the truck stop. So we can well, he's he's going to do it. We don't want him to do it in our house. <laughs> yeah, the the ghost ones are always scarier. Like, then they just disappeared and we never saw them. And I, 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 I need a conclusion, Unsolved Mysteries. Solve yeah. the mysteries. Do, do a little more work before. Maybe call it Solved Mysteries so I can enjoy it. <laughs> And you're the viewer. You're not even the person whose kid went missing, dude. Like you're, you're like you're going nuts. Yeah, I'm like, well, tell me, I need answers. I need the answers. <laughs> but yeah, not knowing is so much worse because there's always, even though <laughs> against all odds, you assume that your child or whoever's missing, they're probably dead. There's mm-hmm. still that little bit of hope that somehow. They've just been like kidnapped, or you're gonna find them alive. But at least if you know if you find them dead, you have a a, a definitive answer to what happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he they're searching through the park, and they find a dead body, but it turns out to not even be her. Yeah, and then they just threw it back. They're like, "Well, this isn't the one we're looking for, so we're just yeah. gonna throw it back." It's like fishing; you gotta throw it back. <laughs> Catch and release. <laughs> um, I so let's talk about. Billy and some of these kills because some of these are very upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that's kind of fun or well, not, not fun, but Mrs. Mac does make her way up to the attic because probably felt it for Claude, the cat. Yeah. I thought she, again, can a cat climb up a, a, a ladder like that? I mean, you you own cats, and I own cats, but it you would be surprised, but not at the same time, you know? Yeah, I've seen some cats do, do some things, so mm-hmm. still, she goes up to the attic, and Billy's just up there being a creep, probably jerking it. I mean, I would assume. I feel like this guy is the guy that jerks. Yeah, I feel like he definitely jerks. He's definitely tugging on the old boat. He's giving a, a pud a pull. <laughs> But uh, Mrs. Matt comes up there and is looking around, and just him in the shadows watching her, knowing that she's about to get got. This character, even though you don't see him fully, really ever, mm-hmm. it's I don't know what it is about this slasher particularly that, that that just bothers me so deeply. And then he swings a giant hook at her head, and you don't mm-hmm. see it, but but you know what happened. Oh, it's just. It's a lot. It it is a lot, and I like. There's no other way to. You just described the whole thing, and it's, it's, it's kind of gross because then for the rest of the movie you see both the kills in the attic, and like that's his layer. You know, he's just hanging out in the attic. Yeah, and they got to start smelling after a while, and he has to keep making the calls and freaking everybody out, and yeah. Uh, the one, the, the plot that, that we joked about earlier was between the main character of Jess and her boyfriend, Peter. And he's, I guess, uh, Peter wants to be a pianist. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jess goes and says, hey, I'm pregnant. And on IMDb, they had, they had like the entire uh, conversation where she's like, I'm, I want to get an abortion. He's like, whoa, 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 you can't. You haven't even talked about it yet. And she's like, I wasn't going to tell you. And she shouldn't have said a goddamn word the way this guy's acting. Yeah, he is very old school. He wants to, he later in the movie is like, I'll give up my dreams so we can get married and raise a raise, raise a family. And she goes, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I also have dreams. She's selfish. She's selfish. She did not put <laughs> her family first. Uh, women weren't allowed to have rights until 1997. Uh, which I don't know if you knew that. That's a little bit of women's history for you. It was uh, the same week that the faculty came out. <laughs> I don't know what year that came out, but it sounds about right. Uh, 1999 was the faculty. Okay. The, why did the Why did the faculty give people women's rights? Uh, you know, it's a long story that we should have covered <laughs> on the faculty. You're right. You're right. Listen, when Usher signed on for the movie, he said, I've got a couple demands. Mm-hmm. One, I want to be in the flying V, even though I'm barely in this movie. And yeah. also, I think these women, I think these shorties should have some <laughs> <Shotties>. rights. <laughs> I think these shorties should have some rights. Well, and that that was really a conversation we saved for the Patreon. So if you really want to know why these bras, 
got all these rights. You got to give us five dollars a month. We do a very feminist liberal section over on the Patreon mm-hmm. called uh, Broad Strokes. That's where true. We, <laughs> where two guys, we should, I, I know we don't actually do that, but some people will be like, where's Broad Strokes? I thought it'd be really, <laughs> I was really looking forward to hearing two white men break yeah. down women's, uh, women's rights. Lib. Hey, I'm just saying, if these broads want to get it vacuumed out of their thing, you know, they could do that, you know? Like, I just say, you know, I want to use a Hoover because it's a brand loyalty thing. What if, what if, just a visual of, ugh. but like she, she wants to get an abortion. He, and he's flipping out and you know what, whether a guy should have a say in that that's between the couple, but it's her body and she's going to do what she wants. But this guy, do you, cause like it's really done well to make it even look like he's Billy. Mm-hmm. And do you think like when he, cause you get the scene at the end where the house is all locked up and he breaks through the window of the basement. Do you think that he, cause I don't, I don't remember if shows like he was going to try and hurt her. What a weird thing to also be like, you can't kill that baby, but I'm going to kill you. What a weird Christian white guy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I was watching this again, I had forgotten how relevant it is to today. Mm-hmm. Where there are probably parts of this you can't watch in Alabama. Like, you just can't do it. They they cut all the abortion out in Alabama. And mm-hmm. the, the at least movie, in Texas, <laughs> the movie ends with them starting a family. Um, and <laughs> that family goes on to be in a Christmas story. I don't know if you know that. Uh, yeah. They are in the same universe. And they go up and li- live in Bangle and fly kites too close to the rod. Yes, I would like to. I would. I would. I would like, though, a movie called Black Christmas Story. And, <laughs> they, and it's like, what? what Star the Wayans? <laughs> I was going to say Anthony Anderson, but... He could be in there, too. Yeah. (laughs) But would it surprise you if they did have a black Christmas story? Are we talking about, like, black with, like, black people in it? Yeah. It'd be Medea. (laughs) Producer wife loves Medea, so I've seen some Medea in my day. Medea's good. I've seen Diary of Mad Black Woman. I think Tyler Perry is, uh... I think he is one of the greatest smartest businessmen when it comes to movie making oh, that no man, doubt that man made it that man made a ton of money putting on a, a gray wig and pretend to be a sassy black woman good for you i'm Tyler just Perry. saying Medea is just black earnest and that that's all i'm saying i'm not taking any questions <laughs> on it i said what i said no <laughs> uh we've i just got a notification that that you are being fined by the NAACP they're like they're like stop it you can't you can't call Medea black earnest I I don't know I I think I can yeah but like uh, yeah I do I would love a black a black Christmas story to where now I don't know what the plot would be but somebody's got to get shot with a BB gun right yes <laughs> in the butt because that's always funny yeah oh you gotta you gotta really sell it too in the butt <laughs> yes we, uh, I had a Red Rider we're we're not gonna talk about a Christmas story on this pod <laughs> but I did have a Red Rider and th- my brother thinks they're bringing him up. Mm-hmm. We did shoot each other with BB guns in the back. Uh, is that back how he? Yard. Is that how he passed? Did you gun him? You down know, I don't really want to. I don't want to say, but it's still in evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking uh, evidence and police officers, John Saxon shows up in this, which I was not expecting. He's uh plays another cop because isn't he the cop from uh, or the dad slash cop from. A Nightmare on Elm Street. He's in Nightmare on Elm Street. He's in Enter the Dragon, where he goes and fights hand-to-hand with Bruce Lee. Another 70s classic. So Billy needs to know that John Saxon, this small-town sheriff, police officer, fought Bruce Lee. So maybe... You don't take no guff. Maybe leave him alone. But yeah, John Saxon in this. Um, One thing that the women are portrayed as is they are very sexual. Which, mm-hmm. at the time, I know the 60s were all free love, but I feel like women in film, again, this is my white guy making, just shooting, off, shooting at the hip here, mm-hmm. but women 
weren't really shown as sexual during this time still. They were also kind of like a damsel in distress. So to have these women talking so freely about sex and their relationships and abortions and making blowjob jokes, it was very refreshing. Well, I you know, I think it's a bunch of women hanging out. They would show guys doing that, I think, because I've, you know, I've been around guys. It was just locker room talk, you know? Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> Grab them you're by the gross way. and vulgar hanging out with your friends. And I think they they capture that yeah. with with women just, we're all gross. I think yeah. we're all just gross, you know? I mean, I mean, have you heard this podcast? It's yeah. Not, it's not what you'd call family friendly. Well, it's just you and me talking and then the listeners up in the attic <laughs> being a voyeur. <laughs> We've actually had a third person the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Billy, come on down here. Uh, <laughs> it was <hot>. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> the third man of the NWO. Why am I being leg dropped right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, But I, Margot Kidder is so good as Barb. She makes the fellatio joke. To yeah. The, she makes the, the cop. Dirty, she, yeah, she makes the dirty jokes. And that's why she has to also die. Of course. And she's just a, she's a bee. She <laughs> which means bitch. <laughs> I do think that what's the death of Barb with that unicorn is it like mm-hmm. is it like a unicorn. It's like a glass unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, glass unicorn. With the eye and the just the one eye in the light and the rest in shadow, mm-hmm. that kill goes on for so long. It, it I, I keep saying it. It, gen, I, I didn't. The vibes were bad and it made me feel bad. Like I well, didn't, I did not like got, it. You got all the who's and whovilles singing downstairs. What a contrast, you know, of the Christmas carols downstairs mm-hmm. and what's her face is watching. Uh, really taking it in, angelic voices from children, and then upstairs, she's getting stabbed to death with a a glass unicorn. Yeah, that is just something about the way that scene is framed. It's Margot Kidder. Have I been saying Margot Robbie the whole time? I think Kidder. I think you said Kidder. Okay, good. Margot Robbie is in this. (laughs) Barbie herself. Uh, uh, Margot Kidder is... She wasn't super. She wasn't Lois Lane yet, but mm-hmm. she's still kind of like the the name in this. So for her to get killed, I I thought she lived, and it's just a brutal, visceral kind of kill that mm-hmm. that was shocking. Still, yeah, and I I think it's one of the the best when we do a best kills episode over on Patreon, which I know we will if mm-hmm. we haven't, and I forgot. Yeah. Uh, that'll we be haven't. included. Okay. Have we? I don't know. I don't know what we do in this podcast. But, like, that'll be one of the kills because such a, a contrast of the kids singing downstairs and upstairs, this brutal thing is happening. Mm-hmm. And that's always a fear is, anytime there's a horror movie where there's a kill happening and there's other characters nearby but they can't hear you, that mm-hmm. makes it so much worse because if you could just, if you could just get to someone in the other room you mm-hmm. could be saved, but there's they might they might as well be miles away because they can't save you, and that's heartbreaking and and, and terrifying to think about. And uh, did you know that there are certain species of turtle that can screw for three days? What is what Barb said when she was drunk <laughs> to, to the dad? I was like, "What? Where? Where's this going?" I forgot. I wrote that, that down just uh, just to remember it. But uh, yeah, but this and this dad is. I guess a prude. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna want to know about nudity and and all that stuff. And Barb is just being so drunk that you just everybody in the room was wants to just be like, "Go to bed." You yeah. know, you're drunk when people tell you to go to bed. <laughs> Any bed, it doesn't matter which bed. You gotta get out of here, and you mm-hmm. gotta go to bed. Um, but overall, you've got the showdown there at the end. With Peter, he breaks in the house, and you think, oh, is Peter actually Billy? Is he doing this? Does he have, like, a split personality? Um, do you think the movie does a good job giving you that, is it, is it Peter who's doing it? Oh, I think they do a really good job of because you, you don't really know till you know. And even then, 
you don't know. You don't know who this person is. Yeah. And again, like we said during uh, Sleepy Hollow episode, I don't like people banging on windows. I do not like that. Do not mm. be looking at my window. Don't be trying to break into my house. Not a fan. Because what did your mom say? Dead man looking in the window. <laughs> Which... <laughs> What a fun thing to just put in your child's brain. Good night. <laughs> Dead men looking in the window and like, ah, it's happening, Mom. Uh, yeah. So many stories. But, yeah, um, how did they end up killing Billy? Do, do, uh, do the police shoot him? I, I think uh, What's-Her-Face does it. I don't, because it, it just, they come downstairs mm-hmm. and they, they say her name and she's alive and he's dead. Because I think, did she have a fire poker the whole time? Yeah, it's been like days since I watched this movie, which is bad. Shows how bad my memory is. Yes, according to in, in a state of panic, Jess beats Peter death with a fire poker, and the police find her barely conscious as she cradles Peter's body, believing Pete, that Peter was the killer. The police put Jess to bed and leave her alone in her bedroom with a police officer standing outside. However, 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 the killer's voice is heard from the attic, and the shadow is seen descending the attic's ladder before the house's telephone begins to ring, implying the killer. Is still alive, which be it. When I first time I saw that, I was like, "Well, this, I was like, why would they just leave her in a room?" But the dad ends up passing out. They got to get him to the hospital because mm-hmm. they still haven't found his daughter. Uh, and then it's just like a there's a cop on the porch, and you uh, it zooms out. By the way, the great visuals of like it. This movie feels cold. Yes, it feels cold. It feels that like you know how. Now in, in December of 2023 with daylight saving time, it's dark at at like four or five. It's it's dark at like yeah. Well, when I do, like when if I work until five, it is way different than working till four. It is yeah. just it is it, it is night and actual day. It is so dark when you drive home at five p.m. Now, even at five o'clock, it feels like ten. Mm-hmm. This movie feels like ten like ten p.m. or midnight. The whole movie. Are yeah. there? There's daytime shots when he's like looking for his like oh do you have you do you know my daughter mm-hmm. but like they do such a good job the house looks so cool with the Christmas lights um, but yeah the, that scene where the phone's just ringing and it doesn't say it but it says it because they doesn't he say correct me if I'm wrong like he calls after he kills right yeah and he he says things like they were dirty or. Uh, yeah, I, I did it again. Billy's been bad. Billy, mm. Billy's been so bad. Mommy for Billy. Badness. <clears throat> yeah. And that's another thing, too, like Friday the 13th. Talking about, like, mother being being a real mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Mm, being so dirty, Billy. You being dirty, Billy. Now, do you think when, when Peter's going in that basement, what do you think he's, what's he, what's his plan? Is he going to hurt her? I don't know. I think he... I think he just wants to talk. Just come here, Wendy. Love of my life. I just want. I to bash- I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> I I don't know what his end game is, but if you ever need to talk to your lover who you've been fighting with over getting an abortion, the way to go about it is to not break into the house to talk to her. Just sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Gather back tomorrow after the holidays, perhaps, and see what's going on, um, and then you can go from there. I also don't think she should have told him for his big re- before his big piano <laughs> recital. <laughs> yeah, that's you know not- this dude's been trying to learn whatever piece he's trying to learn, and then then you're like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. I'm not going to keep it. Have a good piano recital. <laughs> Well, the reason your Amazon special isn't as good as it could be is that mm-hmm. I told you I had terminated our pregnancy. I know. Uh, you waffle stomped it down the drain. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. On a podcast where we have regularly said the worst possible things, that is the worst possible fucking thing that has ever been said on this podcast. You waffle stomped it down the drain referring to terminating a pregnancy. Our child. <laughs> it wasn't a miscarriage, Michael. It was an abortion. We'll do Godfather 2 on here. <laughs> it was you, Fredo. It was, 
No, uh, yeah. Of as far as things go, we're gonna lose. Uh, yeah, that is the worst thing that's ever been said on this podcast. I'm not bleeping it. Uh, please do not. If you're giving us five dollars, I hope that's <laughs> not, I hope that's not too far. I'm so sorry. I do not. The opinions expressed on this podcast are not that of Gavin Eddings. They are solely Brent Tier Huge. You told me to say this right here on the script. <laughs> I'll show them. <laughs> That's not my handwriting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't, she shouldn't have told him before. She shouldn't have told him at all. Cause it's not, I, it's not his call re- regardless, but also when you got a big thing coming up, the last thing you want is somebody to lay something heavy on you. So you're not even thinking about the thing you're trying to do, you know? Yeah. Just had he gone through with the piano recital and not been beaten to death. He would have played like shit. It wouldn't have been very good. Oh, you think he? You think he wasn't good? <laughs> I I think if you find out that your partner might be having an abortion, and then you're just like, dun 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 dun, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's all thumbs over here on the old while he's tickling the ivories. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more sexual than it is, you know. <laughs> I just, I imagine him at his recital and he's just playing it and he's just like hitting the wrong keys and somebody in the crowd goes, oh, but his girlfriend said he's having an abortion. He's, <laughs> Did you hear? <laughs> he's playing with something on his mind for sure. I would have loved it if he sat down and started playing like Crocodile Rock. <laughs> la, 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 la. Is that Billy singing? Is Billy singing Crocodile Rock? Agnes. Uh, Overall, though, you do have the ending shot where it's revealed that they still did not find Claire's body in the attic. Police mm-hmm. were up and down that house, and you still didn't find the body in the attic. Uh, no. They didn't move the bodies. Uh, did we? Uh, there's the, the girl at the end who is like, because they're trying to keep the, there's the other girl in the house. What happens to her? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I watched it the I watched it over the weekend. We, we record these on Wednesdays most of the time. Bill, mm-hmm. uh, discover them dead. Killer's eye slams the door. Yeah, I don't know. So, so I don't yeah, remember, but, but yeah. Do you so? There's always a conversation of oh, Halloween's a rip off of this, and I I don't I don't think that at all. I think they're similar. That you get the holiday horror. But uh, do you think there's anything similar to Halloween where you're like, hey, John Carpenter, maybe that was a bit much? Mm. I think I think he definitely borrowed the POV shot. I think he did take that. Yeah, but that was like for one segment of the movie, right? Yes. I'd, I I wouldn't say that that he stole things from this, but I, I you you can tell there's inspiration taking. Yeah, I think so. You've got the killer. And I think he'll even say that. Like, I don't think he tries to hide behind that. But then everything's kind of a rip-off, too, because Black Christmas could just be considered a rip-off of Psycho. Yeah. 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 So, and, like, you can't not have certain influences in certain moves. Some things are just so big that whether that was your intention or not, some things are so big that when you see them later in a movie, everybody's going to say it's a ripoff of this, even though you had nothing to do with it. It's just sometimes a shower scene and Psycho is so big that you can't not think about it, you know? Yeah, anytime somebody cracks a joke in a movie or makes a, a joke that's self-aware, they're like, this is just a Scream ripoff. Mm-hmm. No, Scream did not make up the meta. Scream did not. Scream definitely popularized the meta genre. Yeah. But they but they were making meta jokes in like Friday the 13th part 6 Jason Lives mm-hmm. recognizing how. So it's all inspired by everything. There's no original ideas and as we all know Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. The original title was supposed to be called Silent Night Evil Night. Mm-hmm. Not I think Black Christmas is the way to go. Yeah. I think that's uh I think it's good. Uh Silent Night Evil Night just not a good title. Silent Night Deadly Night also isn't I, th- I think it's better though. I think Silent I think Night- that's a good title. Yeah, Silent Night, Dead Deadly Night's better than Silent Night, Evil Night. Uh, the film's iconic tagline is "If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight." Ooh, that's a good tagline. 
I think that's like the, a generic. You could use that for most horror movies, but I think it's still good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my question for you is even though we haven't seen them, why do you think they keep remaking this movie particularly? I don't, because it's such a good original one. Mm-hmm. That maybe they're, you know, I and I heard the latest one. Again, this is me hearing it, but it's very, uh, they say, woke. Now, I don't know what that means, because they said the new Candyman is woke, and I'm like, well, black people do get killed by cops. That's not woke. That's just shit that happens, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, woke now when it comes to horror, woke is anything that is like there is a black person on the screen. There is a gay character. In mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise, people called it woke because there was a trans character who is not acknowledged as trans in the movie at all. The you just act- find out. The actor yeah. just happens to be a trans actor. And like, well, just fuck just look woke now. And it's like, yeah. just nobody. Just a bunch not. of incels that can't enjoy a movie. Yeah. And if you're an incel that's a Patreon subscriber, you know what? You're Go right. fuck yourself. I was going to say, actually, you know what? Girls do only want to date assholes. Thank you for your $8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only you that's wrong. It's at the world, not you. Yeah. I do. I, I do want to check out these other ones though. I know that, uh, we had recommended that the 2006 version is, uh, good. On IMDb, though, it's always funny to search and see uh, when a movie does get remade. I like seeing the star ratings. Like, Mm -hmm. the original Black Christmas has a pretty high star rating. It has, I believe, uh, seven seven stars. 2006 has a 4.7. And then the new one, the wokest one, let me see if I can find it. I think the wokest one has like a, a three or something. So it's like, yeah. you're getting, it's, it's diminishing returns for sure. Uh, the film's original script was written by Roy Moore. Uh, and then a Black Christmas shot in Toronto, Canada. And you know what? I believe it. <laughs> it does look very dark and very Canadian. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to bring up. Well, uh, oh, uh, Olivia Hussey, the star, she wears it yellow throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I both collect horror figures. There's actually a figure of her that you can buy on eBay. Cause I have some, it's over here to my right. Uh, there's a guy named, uh, Will Turner horror dolls. He takes Barbies and he makes, uh, horror figures. And you got so, one mermaid? No, I I don't have it, but uh, it's it's on there because like I have, you know the the guy in the wheelchair from uh, Friday Two who goes down the steps. Yes, there's a you know there's a wheelchair that you can get I guess in in Barbie, mm-hmm. and uh, I have that. I have some other ones that they they would never make. Like I have uh, the who's the guy from uh, I know what you did last summer with the hook, the fisherman, the fisherman. Mm-hmm. I have the guy from. Uh, uh, urban legend. So this, it's if like if you're not like a collector at all, it's worth like at least checking out his eBay store because he he does a lot of figures that you wouldn't normally see in horror. He does like uh, a lot of the scream characters, Sidney Prescott and Courtney Cox and stuff like that. Uh, if anything, you can appreciate his art. Okay, very very cool. Yeah, I I do like quirky offbeat horror stuff, and it's mm-hmm. hard to find stuff. For like Black Christmas, like how do you make a Billy figure? <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. It's just a guy on a phone saying nasty things. And so, some of the some of these, it's like you're not gonna get Olivia Hussey from Black Christmas the figure. <laughs> just, they're just not gonna do it. You know? Yeah, that's what we call a peg warmer. If you, it's like oh Target that you, you can get Victor Crowley from Hatchet or Go Go's Face or mm-hmm. uh, Jess from Black Christmas. He also does have uh, Lil Nas X on a stripper pole, if you ever wanted to see that, too. He Ooh, made a now that's Lil what I'm into. I think that's what I, I do love me some Lil Nas X, even though he's trying to take our kids to hell. Uh, is this movie scary, Gavin? Yes, 100% scary. I was not, it might be, I think it might be the, the scariest slasher for me personally. It's just very, it's, it, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's unsettling, mm-hmm. and and it's an unsettling the same way I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween is. I'd have to think about the the rest of the genre, but it doesn't it doesn't make you feel good, especially when they keep cutting back to like bag over a head, you know, a suffocated woman in an attic slowly rotting. Not yeah. fun. But it's cold up there, so she's going to be preserved for a little yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rock, get in there. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I got some meat for you to punch. Her name is Claire. She, she's got a bag over her head. <laughs> I guess I just, just yeah. what I like. Is this a party movie? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. What kind of party is putting on Black Christmas? Uh, one where everybody slowly leaves. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta forgot to that I have something going on anywhere but here. So. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. This is not fun for me at all. Uh, uh, what, what's the best kill? Uh, the unicorn kill. The unicorn kill mm-hmm. on Margot Kidder. That is just iconic. The eye scene, just the visceralness of it, just ugh, really upsetting. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what's your oh shit moment? Oh shit moment got to be that phone call because that phone call was so much more obscene than I remembered it. And it, it like it to to be a woman on a college campus, and they're calling you specifically, so at least you think they know where you live, you know? Yeah, and to be fair, he does. He does because he's he's there currently. He's in the house. He's in the I, house. I guess mine would be. Well, we didn't even talk about the cop getting slashed in the car out front. Oh yeah, we, there we did it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think my oh shit is just every time they cut to that bag, the yeah. bag over the head. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's still there. Yeah. Um, if you like this, what other movies should you check te- check out? Uh, Black Christmas 2006, Black Christmas 2009. You don't even know. <laughs> Psycho two, uh, Psycho <laughs> three. Um, any holiday slasher, uh, Halloween, uh, My Bloody Valentine, any holiday slasher, it's going to be a mm-hmm. pretty good time for you if you like Black Christmas. If you like, uh, and I think <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, if you really like this, because it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though it's brighter, it's hotter, it's a warmer movie, it's mm-hmm. still just as dark and upsetting. Uh, I would say here, have you ever bought a movie at a con from like one of those independent companies just taking a chance? Yeah, my good friend, Uh, I'll give him a shout out. My good friend PJ Starks, he has a a company called Blood Moon Pictures. He mm -hmm. did volumes of Blood 1 and 2. He's got a new movie called uh, New Fears Eve coming out. And uh, just wanted to give him a shout out. So yes, I I am familiar, but go ahead. Uh, Well, there's two that I bought over the over seeing uh going to cons one is called the barn mm-hmm. uh, i would recommend that that's on at least amazon or streaming somewhere I it's think. very good i've seen it uh then the other one that i bought and i was like wow i thought that was really good but it's also very similar to black christmas called the sleeper hmm. and it's it's a guy in like a pea coat uh you i don't think you ever really see his face but his main uh weapon is just a like a hammer Ooh. Hmm. And he's oh. he's it's on a college campus, but it it shot really well. I liked it. I'm on IMDb and apparently it's got 3.9. So what do I know? But uh, and I don't know if that's streaming anywhere. But that was similar. So I would recommend the sleeper, but also my bloody Valentine. It has that same feel. And I've talked about on I'm not a I'm not a big format nerd. So I assume because they shot it in 35 millimeter. I don't even know if that's true, but it feels grainy. Mm-hmm. Feels cold. Yeah. Um, definitely those I would say to check out. Okay, for sure. And then also, I guess there was a It's Me, Billy, a Black Christmas fan film. I don't, I don't know if it ever came out, but it's on the IMDb page. I guess it did an Indiegogo for it. It's uh, Me, Billy. I guess it's supposed to be. Uh, it, it, it is not out yet, but it is okay. supposed to come out uh, sometime for free in 2024. Though I've never seen Slumber Party Massacre, and I oh, feel like that has same vibes. That I, I have seen Slumber Party Massacre. That is a good one. I actually have a sticker of Slumber Party Massacre above my desk, so I should have recommended that one. The Driller Killer. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. The Driller. Yeah. I've never seen it, but uh, I should. Yeah. It's one of those that I should check out. Very horny. Uh, what are we watching next week? 
Four? Like, uh, when a stranger calls, I guess, if we're talking about <laughs> movies where people call. Yes, or that Halle Berry movie called The Call. I think that was one. <laughs> Be like, The Call. Um, that... Or the Backstreet Boys video for the song, The Call. Just if you like phone, phone-based things. Sure. I've never... <laughs> yes, I yeah. agree. The Call. <laughs> Um, next week we are watching, it's going to be our last episode for a little bit as we will be taking a little bit of a break during the Christmas season. We'll probably have more details on that, uh, once we record it, but next week as a Christmas gift to you, I think it might come out a little early. I think we're going to release it before Christmas so you, cause on Christmas day, it's, it's a Monday. You're going to be opening gifts and not worried about us probably, mm-hmm. um, which is di- really disappointing if you think about it. But we are going to watch the 2005 movie. I had never seen this. Film. 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 A film. It's art. It is called oh. Santa's Slay, starring that dumb-headed, unsafe fuck Bill Goldberg as a Santa Claus. I cannot wait to cover this. It really, it really completes the trilogy of Thanksgiving, Jack Frost, and now Santa's Slay. I cannot wait to cover it, and we will be doing that next week. Or later this week, rather, on the podcast. And it's on YouTube for free several different places. (laughs) Do not pay to watch this. I repeat, do not pay to watch this. I think I'll probably throw it up on the Patreon for free. I'll just put a link to it up there and be like, hey, watch this. I'm not getting an ad revenue for it, but enjoy this. Enjoy it. Santa Slay next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as always here on They're Coming to Get You... I want to lick your pretty pink cunt. Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 